rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What the hell is up? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. That's it. On the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity, and uh, welcome. Welcome. We need uh, We need about a million more shows like this, or maybe just this show, to get more, to reach more human beings, normal people. Hello, I see Mark in the chat room. Nice to see you, Mark. Nice to see you, Jim. Thank you so much for your super chat. And right out of the gate, I really appreciate it, Jim. Always, He always pays the cover charge, so I appreciate that. Because that's what's going to keep the show going and growing. I mean, th- these are the financial considerations that go along with doing a show. Um, and Mark, Mark is launching a show of his own. Mark is our millennial correspondent we will be talking to him soon on the show to promote uh, mark show and um, yeah mark you'll find out <laughs> it does take uh, yeah it takes time commitment money so this is really a um, it's a community effort so that's all i have to say guys thank you so much for all your support and with that in mind, all right, we're doing a show tonight. I put out the Patreon challenge, and we did receive a some well a a patriot who answered the call. So tonight's show, totally this this show is brought to us by this patron tonight because I wouldn't have done the show <laughs> without. This Patreon challenge and this wonderful uh, new member of our community. So, tonight's show is brought to us by... Tony Scuderi! Thank you so much, Tony, for becoming a patron. Get that... Come on, come on. Applause, applause. Thank you so much, Tony, for taking that that extra step to go to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to support the show. There's a lot of other shows you can be supporting, I know, and I know times are tough. So I the fact that you're that you have chosen to support this show m- means everything. And I it doesn't escape me how how valuable that is. Not just financially, morally, <laughs> spiritually, not sexually. I mean, we only just met, so, all right, Tony. Um, but I appreciate everything that you guys have done. The patrons, um, Jim, for his constant super chats, uh, and everything, everybody else. There's other ways to support the show as well as financially, you, you guys know. But I also want to say... If you are a regular supporter of the show, and we've had a fair number of people already t- take me up on this offer, and you want a Tara Buster mug, all right, here it is. Especially the patrons. This is a patron thing, but 
like I'm saying, there's more ways to support the show. If you're if you're financially unable to support the show, you know, share the show with your friends, all that stuff. Give the show a good review on iTunes. But if you are a patron, especially, especially our new patrons, Tony, Matt, anyone else who hasn't already taken me up on this offer, send me an email at Tara, what is it? Oh, uh, Tara, what the hell, wait, hold on. It's Tara Buster Media. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> See, I don't even remember my own email address because I have like 50 of them. Yes, Media at gmail.com. Send me your name and your address and tell me you want a mug and I'll send you a mug. What well, isn't that? That's, but I don't have your email. So, I mean, I don't have your address. So Tony, so for example, Tony, who just became a patron, I don't see anybody's address. I only see your emails on the Patreon, Patreon page. So, all right. So you got to send me an email, tarabustamedia at gmail.com if you want a mug. People who are supporters of the show. Some people have contacted me and they're not even patrons. So that's okay. I'm telling you. We're in this together. All right, let's get going. Let's keep, let's do the show. This isn't just all uh, plugs and whatnot. (sighs) Yes, exactly. People in the chat room, Tony, are cheering your name. Tony, Tony. Thank you, Tony. All right, so (laughs) guys. Oh my God, there's a few things on my mind today. I wanted to go, I I wanted to talk about Meghan McCain. There's a couple of things. We'll talk about Meghan McCain. I mean, my God, she really is, I guess maybe we'll talk about her now since I'm bringing it up. She really is um, everything. She is the personification of everything that's wrong with this country, and I can make the case for that. The nepotism, intergenerational aristocracy, uh, willful ignorance, unearned arrogance, and a much too large and undeserved platform given to her. Why? Because her father did something her father was a uh, a senator among other things and her mother was rich that's how it i mean that's who funded john mccain's campaign that's what happened he he wasn't i don't as far as i know i don't know john mccain's like full history but it was i know that she um he he left his first wife for Cindy McCain, I think his first wife was on her deathbed, if I remember correctly. And then um, she, Cindy McCain, pushed him into politics. I'm sure he had a desire. She funded him because she's rich. That's where Meghan McCain comes from. That. That's her lineage. And and this is why we're all forced to endure her. Why they give her a large platform. Now, I'm sure you've seen the the clips. The past couple of days, it's been... It's been... uh, Well, it's been on Twitter and trending. Let's play just from a couple of days ago. When Whoopi and and, um, little Megan got into... 
a little back and forth. Right. Megan, did the, did the moment surprise you either one? Um, the Rachel- okay, so they're talking about Biden's trip to, to the, the G7 and the, the hard questions he was getting and how he went back at a reporter, which, frankly, if you haven't seen the clip, I don't, I don't have it handy to tell you the truth. I should have probably grabbed it. But he, as they were yelling questions at him, as the reporters do when the, when the president or whoever is leaving, so there's, they start peppering him with questions, hoping he'll stop and answer them. She, the, this particular reporter, phrased a question um, in a way that Biden didn't like. She said, how, what, are, what are you, how, why are you so confident he'll change his behavior? And Biden stopped and went back and said, that's not what I said. Uh, have you been listening? I'm saying, you know, basically he was saying what... What Reagan said, trust but verify. Yes, we we have optimism. We will be publicly optimistic about it. But of course, we're not fools. We, we're going to see what he does. So what to what good would it be if Biden and Putin get together and then um, and leave on a on a on a decent diplomatic note only to go in front of the press and say, I don't believe anything he says? It defeats the purpose of diplomacy, don't you think? I mean, we all know that. And then he said, if you don't realize, you don't understand this, um, you're in the wrong business. And later on, he apologized to her, which I don't even think she deserved, whatever. So what? I I don't think, in my opinion, he, he did anything wrong. He got testy with her. So what? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't like he didn't have a point, frankly. That's what that's what it is. That's what diplomacy is. That's that's actually making a deal. That's everything that Trump supposedly was a genius at. Deal making when all he was was nothing but a a, a supplicant of of Russia, which has a smaller economy than California. Please, get the hell out of here. And is also, hold on a second. And not to mention, not just the economy. I mean, the Putin is a, is a, a vile dictator. An anti-democratic foreign dictator who hates democracy. is openly antagonistic to democracy. Interferes with our elections by doing what he can do. Meaning... meaning inflicting the psyops campaign across in 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 this country to uh to dupe the easily duped morons who run running rampant in this country and megan mccain basically is one of them he she's she's it's she is the personification of that old there's an old native american saying those with the who often uh, speak the loudest have the least to say. That's what she is. She anyway. Let's uh, continue. So they 
the whole argument stems from this situation with Joe Biden when he supposedly, according to Meghan McCain, was was acting Trumpy. No, in no way, shape, or form. First of all, Trump would have just bullshitted and made any made things up. There's, there was nothing Trumpy about what Joe Biden did. So he went back at her. In fact, Joe Biden, um, it's not out of the ordinary, and we've seen this throughout his career. It's not out of the ordinary for him to get testy with people. He's trying not to be. I guess he's trying to be nicer to reflect um, or tamp down. What does he say? Uh, lower the temperature in this country. Well, too late. You know how we lower the temperature in this country? We we we, we put the uh, the idiots in their place. We that's how we lower the temperature. God, you don't give morons a platform, and you don't give morons equal footing uh, with for their fo- their foolery, their tomfoolery. Why am I talking like I'm? From the olden days, suddenly. Hot one. It's. I mean, you have to imagine what it's like being in a foreign country and talking to one of the worst, uh, you know, human rights imagine. violators, dictators in the entire world. That takes guts. And I'm really proud of her. And I, you know, I just working at ABC, and uh, I think that is an incredible, quite frankly, career-defining moment for her. So on that note, like, well done. And please do me a favor. Put her in front of more people in power in this country, because this is a woman that can ask a tough question. Well. First of all, let me just, just an aside, guys. What is the point of that? So what? You asked Putin a tough question. You said, How, uh, yeah, true. Why do all of the your adversaries suddenly come down with a case of being poisoned? Or journalists. How, how come journalists are, are being, you know, there's a, a long list of journalists that have been killed. In Russia, and political adversary. Yes, that's that must be tough to look a brutal dictator in the eye and say that and ask that question. But what to what end? Like he's gonna say, "Oh yeah, you got me, got me there. I killed all those journalists, and uh, yeah, of course I'm going to poison political opposition." Wouldn't I mean? Wouldn't you? I wouldn't you Republicans? Of course they would. So I don't see the point. The whole and it's the whole thing with the White House press corps too. What's the point of them? Just I all they do is sit there and ask questions. Why don't they just get a press release, right? From the from the uh, you know right off the White House facts. If they're still using faxes, why am I talking about? I feel like I'm from the olden days suddenly. But I maybe because Mark is here in the chat. He's making me feel old. It's okay. I don't mind getting old. What's the alternative, Mark? That's all you got to say to yourself. So um, so what is the point of the White House press corps? Same thing with Trump. During the, the uh, Twitler administration, I would, I would say, why? Why? Why are you even there? Asking questions so their uh, mini, mini Joseph Goebbels can come out and lie? 
And you, then you report what they say, which you should be out there doing the investigative journalist, journalism that actually makes a difference, that actually holds truth to, to power. I mean, where, what happened with Watergate? Did they, what would have happened if uh, Woodward and Bernstein would have said, um, excuse me, did you wiretap the DNC? Did you break into the Democratic National Committee? No, we, of course not. That's an outrageous question. Okay. Next question. Uh, get out there and do the work. That's the easiest damn job in the world. It's easier than this job, that's for sure. It's easy to just sit on your ass in the White House press corps or wherever and ask questions to somebody. Whatever. do People will lie to your face. Go do your, don't go do your job. Asking a question. That's why I don't understand. They all were patting each other on the back, all of the journalists, or so-called, the corporate, the crack corporate media mouthpieces, were all bat- patting themselves on the back and saying, oh, good job, to the one who, well, I can't remember who it was, who asked Putin, are you a killer? And we talked about this on the other show, but are you a killer? Oh, what is he supposed to say? Good question. Mr. Putin, are you a killer? Why, yes. Uh, what are you supposed to say? It's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's not journalism. It's, I don't know what the hell it is. It's not that. It's lazy, for sure. Are you a killer? What, why are you asking him that question? Go get the facts. Go interview. Uh, find out. Is he a killer? Do the do the work. It's like going in court, bringing somebody in into court and saying, "Are you a killer?" Of course not. I'm not a killer. Well, here we have all the evidence. And jury, you be the judge. What's the point of asking him? It's nothing but it's just sensationalism. It's not journalism. It doesn't add anything. It all it does is get people. I mean, I guess it also. Um, distracts from what, from actual journalism. So to just to ask, because that's what they did all day after that, uh, after the summit, they all of the um, corporate media mouthpieces were were talking about how Putin had been asked if he was a killer or not, and they kept playing that clip. That's not fucking journalism. It's baffling to me. Are you a killer? Anybody can ask a, a sensational question. Whatever. Talk about, I mean, the thing that gets me insane, besides everything else, is this whole um, gotcha question. Uh, Republicans supposedly hate gotcha questions. Anytime they get a question that they don't like, it's a gotcha question. What the fuck is a gotcha question? Gotcha. 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 What, what's a gotcha question? That's a gotcha question. Are you a killer? Gotcha. It's not gotcha just because you don't know what the hell to say. Gotcha. Anyway, everybody sucks. What can I do? Really? 
corporatist media 101, Mark. Exactly. Tara, you aren't old. That's right, Mark. Yeah. It's all relative, Mark. Mark. Let me tell you. I feel like I'm... <laughs> I'm like an old, wise woman. Telling, a, telling Mark a story about when we were young. All right. Let's go back to this... This basic ass B. And so can Caitlin Collins. And I think part of my problem with the Caitlin Collins moment is that just because Trump, Trump was so- The Caitlin Collins moment is when he said, you're in the wrong business, blah, 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 blah. He, he yelled at her. Not even. I mean, he, he got a little um, heated. It wasn't, he wasn't yelling. He just said, look, don't you see? Of course, you're not, I'm not going to come out here and say, yeah, I don't believe him. That would be that would be a stupid thing to do. We're going to put on an optimistic face, but verify, trust but verify, as uh, the Saint Reagan used to say. So, okay, she's exactly. He's a hundred percent correct. It's that was that's something a Republican would do. You see, like when Mark Meadows left Joe Biden the meeting in the Oval Office and walked out and then all of the sudden all of the morons who subscribe to his mailing list were hit with uh, with emails funding fundraising emails saying I just left the socialist radical failed corrupt that's what he said corrupt Biden my meeting with the corrupt Joe Biden that's you just don't do that if you are sincere if you sincerely want to have a chance at uh, any kind of moving forward together, you don't act like that. You don't do that. That's why Trump and the Republicans suck. They suck at business. They suck at life. They suck at politics. Well, maybe they're good at branding, but they suck. They suck on all levels spiritually, physically, emotionally, sexually, intellectually. Prove me wrong. Of course they suck sexually. Don't give me that. <laughs> of course, because in order not to suck sexually, I mean, I'm saying, you know, metaphorically suck, you have to not be a selfish prick, right? That's the secret. That's the whole secret. You want to be, you want to be uh, a decent lover. You don't, you're just not selfish. That's it. That's the trick. That's the secret. So I can't, yeah, how could you, I mean, what do you think, Trump? Of course. Just like Stormy Daniels said, and she should know. He sucks. He sucks in bed. He's, he's gross. He smells. He stinks. Everybody, I mean, all of them. Mark Meadows? Are you kidding me? Um, Ted Cruz? Could you imagine? Oh, God. Vile. I saw a tweet. Actually, I tweeted this because I was, you know, on Twitter or whatever. And Ted Cruz. I don't know why the Ted Cruz's tweets always pop up first in my feed. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just went on Twitter and I saw this. 
have to get off that for a second. Oh my God. Wait a minute. Why are you seeing my whole screen here? What's going on here? Beep, pop, 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 boom. There we go. Ugh. The Lincoln Project has a picture. <laughs> Who are they? That's uh, Bonnie and Clyde from Hell. No, I like. I mean Bonnie and Clyde. No offense to Bonnie and Clyde. That's uh, the Hamburglar and. Uh, And his and his bride, the bride of the Hamburglar. Okay, what was I saying? Uh, Ted Cruz. He released a tweet, which is reminds me of somebody passing gas suddenly. Look at this. Who? Nobody wants to be that close to Ted Cruz. Is, is, that's the the immediate reaction I received you man, you man. in my stomach, in the pit of my stomach, was revulsion. I felt oh, like a little throw up in my mouth. Ugh. Presidency. The border crisis keeps getting worse. Shut up! What a shut up, Republicans! Don't you, aren't you sick of them? Everything is. The border crisis is worse. Everything's worse, worse, worse. It just got so worse, right? Suddenly. Funny how that always happens whenever a Democrat is in control. God, I hate them. All right, let's get back to... What's her face? Come on, what's her face? Where is it? Here we go bad, it doesn't absolve Biden's bad behavior. What he just did was 100% Trumpy. And I think no. it would just like a no. little intellectual consistency. If Trump had done he? that, we would be screaming at the top of what? our lungs no. in, in one way or another. And I just think that I have... I would be screaming at the top of my lungs if Trump had did sounded in any way, shape, or form coherent. I'd be screaming with with shock. Well, uh, maybe Biden should have, I don't know, um, did did that in the... Maybe he should have waited until he was in a cemetery and used a backdrop of fallen soldiers. Heard uh, many people in this town in D.C. talking that the press is getting sick of this, of how, um, you know, sort of censored he is, who he can and cannot talk to, and then spouting off at her in a way that what? I found not only um, unbecoming and, and ridiculous, unbecoming. but to do it in a foreign country in that kind of form, particularly bizarre. And then afterward, after he apologized, he went on Air Force One and continued to talk smack, saying, you know, you guys never give me any levity. You guys always want to be so negative. That's levity? Never give me any levity? All right, maybe she misspoke. I'm sure she meant leverage. It's the press's job to speak truth to power. Or and just maybe. because Biden has gotten a pass so far, which he has, and continue. What? In what way? You see, this is what, where the Republicans feel like they're so victimized. Uh, uh, given a pass, so the press didn't give Twitler a pass. How about the press reported the truth about Twitler? And like Harry Truman said, I don't give them hell. I just tell the truth. And they think it's hell. He's been given a pass. What, what, what do you want to... Be, uh, what do you want to talk about? Bite? What do you, what is he? Why can't I talk? 
Why can't I talk? Come on, words. Get out of come. Get out of my mouth, words. <laughs> but w- what is supposed to happen? What are we going to report about Biden? Are we going to report about what his uh, his children getting um, patents in China? Is that it? Are we going to report about Biden taking bribes at his own hotel or steering the National Guard to land their planes? Near, uh, near uh, Trump property. Not even near, actually. Trump properties. That's a whole other story. Uh, what, what are we gonna expose Biden for? What are we gonna do? Like, what stories aren't being told? It's as if it's all manufactured. It's not real. Oh, Trump was the salt of the earth. He just didn't get a break. From the from the press, that's the message we're we're being. Um, well, that's what they think. That's what the Republicans think, and this is what she's saying. Biden gets a pass, and the Republicans are so picked upon. But it's not being picked on when you're when you're guilty, when you're a criminal, when you're a crook. And your entire operation is run like a crime family. When you put unqualified lick spittles and sycophants into positions of power, and they use those positions of power to siphon money from the dupes who support you for what unfathomable reasons, mostly um, involving racism. God this goddamn country to do it is in no one's best interest to treat him like it's state tv and as sarah pointed out that is the biggest How? difference between us and russia russia yes well i i to just comment on that yeah uh the thing that i never saw trump do was apologize to anybody and I will take it when you, you know, because sometimes I'm rude respect, to somebody. We're all like respect, that. I don't I just care, want to fin- let me president. just finish what I'm saying. Well, listen, uh, listen, listen. Okay. She just totally interrupted her. I mean, this is what be- I, I just want you guys to pay attention because, like I say, being a Republican means never saying you're sorry. Even though she apologizes, you'll see. Hold on. This time is flying by. That's how life goes, Mark. You better embrace the moment. Because <laughs> one day you'll wake up, you'll be like, what? What? That was fast? What? So, so Whoopi is saying, okay, I just want to, I want to, whatever. I want to comment on what you just said. And... Being a Republican means, you know, you're the center of the universe. So Megan couldn't let her, couldn't even let her finish. The biggest difference between us and Russia. Yes. Well, I, I, to just comment on that. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I never saw Trump do was apologize to anybody. And I will take it when you, you know, because sometimes I'm rude respect, to somebody. We're all like that. I don't I just care. Want to, let me just president. finish what I'm saying. Well, with all due respect, I, I, I don't I'm care just, if he's apologizing. He just embarrassed himself. I don't care that you don't like care. Just hear what well, I'm saying. I don't saying. care that you okay, don't care. We're going to go. We're going to go. Well, 
Then good, Megan. Then you can be how you always are. We'll be you can right be back. Be how you always are. Wow. Is, is this real life? Where? What the hell? D does this add anything to the world, to the conversation? It's a child. She is a child. Like all Republicans, lacking the fundamental maturity to function in a free democratic society. She can't even function on the set of The View. She interrupts in the middle of her just saying, oh, just give me a second. I want to, with all due respect, meaning absolutely no respect, because Republicans, what does that mean? Republicans, just uh, as long as you say with all due respect, then you can just proceed with being incredibly disrespectful. But that's how, no, because nobody taught her any better. Her parents didn't raise her correctly. They raised a little Nazi who was the center of the universe. And that's who the Republicans are. They pick and choose. What, all due respect. What respect? Respect is earned. Respect is a two-way street. As you, you're, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I, you know, because sometimes I'm rude respect, to somebody. We're all like respect, that. I don't I just care. Well, to, let me president. just finish what I'm saying. Well, with all I, respect, wow. I don't I'm care just, if he's apologizing. He just embarrassed himself. I don't care that you don't like care. Just hear what well, I'm saying. I don't saying. care that okay, you don't care. We're gonna go. So we're gonna go. Oh my God. This is not acceptable. It's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable that this woman has a platform. What does she bring to the table? And, and uh, professional victimitis, of course, the selfishness, incredible selfishness, incredible immaturity. Shit, shut the F up and sit there and listen. Listen for a second. All, I mean, not, I'm not, don't put me in a position for defending Whoopi Goldberg. You know how I feel about Whoopi. She's whatever. She's the, you know, she's a, what a, I mean, I just think of her going after Bernie and all that, but whatever. But come on. You know that ABC puts her, puts Meghan McCain on because she is such an ignoramus and she creates this kind of buzz, this controversy, because there's always trending. She's always trending, but not for anything decent. She's, she's trending because she's, she's unbearable. And yet again, it's like the corporate, the six transnational corporations who own our media, they don't care. It's, this is another example of Trump may not be good for America, but he's good for CBS, as uh, m what uh, Les Moonves said, the CEO of, uh, of CBS. So this may not be good for America, but it's good for ABC. Meghan McCain may not be good for America because what is she doing? She all she does is spread the right wing bullshit party line. 
Biden embarrassed himself? I, I honestly, I wish he didn't apologize. What, what does he have to apologize for? Bad-mouthing her? Bad-mouthing a reporter who said, Mr. President, you, what makes you so sure that uh, President, who's, you know, President Putin, that drives me crazy that they call him president, but whatever. President Putin is uh, trustworthy or whatever. And he's going to, he's, he's supposed to apologize. He's like, what am I going to say? Of course, I'm going to say, uh, I'm not telling you. I, he, he did not say in that entire press conference that, oh yeah, I believe him a hundred percent. He said from the beginning, we will see what happens, but you put on a good face. You put on a face of encouragement and optimism and you're working sincerely you're not going to turn around and you're not going to stab anybody in the back. So how, what would it, what kind of a message would it send if he came out and said, oh, yeah, he's a killer. He's full of crap. We know he's a KGB operative and always has been and always will be. He's got that KGB soul. As um, I looked into his eyes and I saw his soul, and then, as George W. Bush said, and uh, the famous story, well, uh, I looked into his eyes and you don't have a soul. And now I under now we understand each other. That's apparently what Putin said. So what, what are you going to say? What's he going to say? So good. Get testy. I don't care. Whatever. I'm tired of Democrats apologizing in my, f- frankly, in my opinion, enough is enough. You're not, what are you modeling? You're trying to model decent behavior for these republicans too late that ship sailed decades ago that ship sailed in 1865 i'm sorry 1861 and before i mean that's an you think that modeling decent behavior is somehow gonna rub off on them you haven't been paying attention. So he won't get any credit. Clearly, look at this, this, uh, this nepotism poster child. Giving him credit for apology? No, she's like, oh, he embarrassed himself. I, not in my opinion. Suddenly, we're, she, a Republican is so concerned about a president embarrassing himself? It's, 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 they got balls, baby. They got goddamn hoppity hop size balls. Well, then good, Megan. Then you can be how you always are. We'll be right back. You can be how you always are. (laughs) I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? That's the Republican Party. And as um, I, I say this all the time, too, I know you are, but what am I? That should be there their, instead of, well, well, it's not really a, a motto. What's their motto? Um, like, uh, I know you are, but what am I? Or I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. God. And then they come back from the break. 
Hey, welcome back. Before we go into talking to Sonny, I want to apologize because I was rude. Apologize. I didn't need to say what I said, and I, I you apologize. You did? You were rude? You see what I'm saying? This is why the Republicans get away with what they get away with. So Whoopi has to apologize. Apologize for what? She was interrupted in the middle of her sentence by this nepotism poster child. And then who went, who went back at her like a little two-year-old who wouldn't let her talk. And give me a break. So here we go again. Another example of both sides. Oh, both, both sides are in the wrong. But from where I'm sitting, it didn't look like both sides to me. Look like her. Look like Megan McCain. Couldn't just shut her her uh, her her giant overgrown um, trust fund brat mouth and let Whoopi finish a sentence. But Whoopi has to apologize, right? Because that's not the way I want to behave at work. So I apologize. Well, I apologize to you. Um, oh, how big of you. Cool. I apologize. Yeah, you should apologize. You should have apologized right out of the gate. You should have shut your mouth. But you see, here we go again. Another example of the both, what, both sides? Oh, they're both in the wrong. Both sides, both sides. Well, I only play this because it keeps going. <laughs> Here we go. Wait for the music. Hold on. Both sides, though. Both sides. So here's from well, uh, another another couple of days go by. Whatever today, I think this is from today, if I'm not mistaken. But so. I'm not sure if you guys saw the Catholic Church has um, the Conference of Bishops. Hold on. Church is voting on whether to deny Joe Biden communion. All right. And it's bullshit. This is what they always do. These are right wingers. Okay. It's not coming from the Vatican. And um, they do it all the time. They've do, they did it to John Kerry. They do it to Democrats when it comes to supposedly their, um, their opposition to abortion. But they don't do it to any of the Republicans who are, couldn't, they can't, um, they can't, they, they couldn't slow down murdering people, putting, executing people. In fact, they, when they knew they lost the election, and they put the pedal to the metal, trying to execute as many people as they could on their way out the door. So there, there was, there's no calls for the, um, you know, for these people to be denied communion. But Joe Biden is actually, hey, whatever. I mean, he's a Catholic. I was raised Catholic. My mother was a nun. You guys know that. And, well, before she was my mother, she was a nun. 
And I was raised Catholic. My whole family's Catholic. And, but um, this is what the Republicans do. They ha- It's different rules. Democrats there have a different set of standards. They never go after the Republicans. What about the greed of the Republicans? And uh, talk about, pro- you want to talk about pro-life? The Republicans aren't pro-life. Their policies increase the levels of abortion. And we go on about this. And this is what drives me insane, besides everything else, is that whenever this comes up, I, don't, I never hear the Democrats um, countering or bringing up the fact that abortion rates go down under Democratic policies. They go up under Republican policies. See, abortion rates go down under reality-based family planning, health care, access, health... I mean, I hate that whole terminology, access to health, affordable health care. I mean, whatever. Medicare for all would certainly reduce the numbers of abortion, access to contraception, access to uh, reality-based family planning. How about living wages, education in general, a decent middle-class life? These are the things that reduce the levels of abortion. And in fact, they do go down under Democratic policies and go up under Republican policies. And the only thing that limiting safe abortion does, it doesn't limit the, the numbers of abortion, we know this. All it does, um, you know, murder women. That's it. You're, all you're doing is increasing the numbers of unsafe abortions. Because women have been having abortions f- since f- for uh, since we crawled out of the ooze, basically. In fact, the 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 Catholic Church. Uh, I don't even want to g- get started on the Catholic Church. The, ab- the abhorrent Catholic Church, in my opinion. It's, I mean, any church, I mean, come on. That's one of the reasons I don't practice Catholicism. That women are literally second-class citizens. To your, as a woman, that's something I just can't get behind. <laughs> I don't hate myself at, that much. Where I c- consider a man in a robe somehow closer to the divine than I am or any other woman because that's the that's the whole um, message in in the fact that they women aren't priests is what they're saying is that women aren't um, they don't have that same channel to God it's misogyny and there's no other word for it it's ridiculous so but that's the Catholic Church. It's a 2,000-year-old organization built on patriarchy and hierarchy. It's not built on progress. So, but for all of that 2,000-year history, they never, they have, I think their, their opposition to abortion is about 136 years old. 
So as soon as women started getting, especially it really, it only, there's references in the Catholic Church to an anti-abortion stance uh, around 136 years ago. And it really ramped up after the birth control pill, after the pill, because uh, the pill enabled women to have sex without, um, you know, with having more control over their reproductive life. And that's something that the, any misogynist or any conservative, so-called, they can't abide that. You need consequences. You see, women, if women can just have sex, I mean, what, what kind of, that makes them almost on par with men. And that can't be, that, that, that's something that they can't stand. And that's what it's about. It's not about um, life. Because if, if it were about life, then they would support the democratic policies that reduce the numbers of abortion and, uh, and promote life. The pro-life health policies, universal health care, pro-life education policies, like universal edu- higher education for all, making a society worthy of all of the life you're trying to uh, bring into the world. You want to make a world worthy of life? Then promote those policies that make a more egalitarian society that works for all. We don't hear them as much as Jesus talked about the, um, the rich and greed and how the rich wouldn't get into heaven. It wasn't just Jesus. It's all over the Bible, but not a word about abortion. Because that's a modern day kind of problem, I suppose. Right? But if you don't like abortion, who does? But nobody should stick their big conservative nose into anybody else's business. That's what freedom is, right? So the um, th- <laughs> that's the background on this next clip from from Megan McCain, and this was today. So the the Catholic bishops are trying; they're voting to deny Joe Biden his uh well the the sacrament of communion and which is i mean frankly these churches should be paying taxes clearly but anyway here's what happened on the view biden often speaks passionately about his catholic faith but u.s bishops just overwhelmingly voted to move ahead with guidance that could deny him from receiving the sacrament of Holy Communion because of his presidential support of women having the right to choose. Now, you know, right this, this is something that people were very concerned about when it came to John Kennedy many years ago, because they were concerned that if you had a Catholic president, you would end up with the, with the, with the Pope having more say uh, in what should be going on rather than having the president who is not just the president of the Catholics. He's the president of everyone uh, having, you know, these discussions. So I find it 
amazing that we haven't really heard much from these from these gentlemen uh, about you know anything that's going on with children or parents or immigration. I mean, so why do you think they are targeting him specifically on this matter, Sonny? Because he's a Democrat. Isn't this a political issue? Yeah. It is a political issue, and we all know that there must be a separation between church and... All right, let's just fast forward through her. No offense, lady. Boom, ba -dum, bump. Here we go. Here we go. Talk about a hamburger. Unprecedented. It happened to Andrew Cuomo as well when he came out uh, vociferously for abortion and there was threats that he would have his communion taken away. So it's not politically unprecedented. When so it comes to the separation well, of church so and state, Democrat, the though. onus is on the government, not the church. The church is always going to try and impede, uh, you know, in, in every possible way they can and uh, influence in every possible way they can. Um, everybody's spiritual journey and relationship with God and their church is their own personal journey. And I don't try and journey. proselytize uh, my don't? spirituality on other people. But if you... What? I don't try to proselytize. What? Are a devout Catholic, as President Biden claims to be. Abortion is a cardinal sin that can do deep <sighs> spiritual harm. It's not. Okay. Here's why um, the, this I'm playing this too. It's just there's not enough time in the day to fact check and counteract all of the bullshit that is constantly churned into our society regularly by the corporate media. And here here we go again. Abortion is a cardinal sin. No, it's not. It is not a cardinal sin. What is a cardinal sin? It's another here. Here we have another example of Meghan McCain being ignorant, just completely goddamn ignorant and ill-informed. And this is how it spreads. So now all of the I, I'm sure the view, what is it? I don't know what the viewership is, but it's millions of people. Those who are ill-informed. Listen to this uh, basic B over here and say, oh, well, abortion's a cardinal sin. It's not a cardinal sin. It wasn't even mentioned for thousands of years. Isn't that um, uh, sort of like a clue? A cardinal sin? Yeah, well, I mean, putting aside the fact that diddling children is a goddamn cardinal sin, but okay. A cardinal sin, the cardinal sins are, uh, it's the seven deadly sins, sloth, envy, greed, pride. What's the other seven deadlies? What's the other? <laughs> but that's what they are. That's the cardinal sins. Cardinal sins. The list, here's the list. Greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth. That's the cardinal freaking sins. So, uh, but according to um, St. McCain over here, abortion's a cardinal sin that can do deep spiritual harm. You know what else does deep spiritual harm? Living in a country where the rich are going to fucking Mars while the American people are on bread lines. That's a cardinal sin. I would think that's a, that's a bigger sin and especially since it's in the list of the seven deadly sins, taxing the rich, 
That's uh, that would do something towards rectifying this. Cardinal sin. You know what else is a car- you know what else is a sin? Being a selfish ignoramus. I mean, how, we could go through all of the clips of Meghan McCain from time immemorial of her railing against universal health care, universal living wages, universal higher education, all of the things that she just fell ass backwards into because of her daddy being born into the lucky sperm club. Nowhere in any, in, in a sane society would this person, is this a meritocracy? Really? Is this what a meritocracy looks like? You have somebody whose daddy was a senator. Now we all get to sit here and be lectured by a moron, by somebody who doesn't have a clue. And that's how the cluelessness spreads. She could be as clueless as she wants to be, clearly. We, that's our American birthright. It's the only thing we have to cling to, I suppose, nowadays, since it's being an ignoramus without anybody ever challenging you. That's, that's the American way, right? That's what it is. And being greedy and selfish. That's, that equals freedom, well, I'm here to try and do my part in changing that paradigm. Being greedy is a sin. I didn't make it up. That's right on the list. That's on the top of the list of all those seven deadly sins you talk about. Well, no, oh, excuse me, cardinal sins that you know nothing about. But we're going to be lectured. This person here is going to lecture us about something she knows nothing about. So Joe Biden believes that women should have the right to privacy. That's what it is. That's why Roe v. Wade was decided. Does the government have the right to sit in your doctor's office and tell you what to do? Between you and your doctor and whoever else in your family and friends, you want to make a decision about your life? Does the government say? No, you must, you must carry this pregnancy to term. No matter what, come what may. Oh, you don't want to? We will, we will, I mean, literally rape you by instrumentation in some of these states. That's what the Republicans have decreed. We will stick an unnecessary internal ultrasound in your vagina. It's not medically necessary, but we will do that to you to, because, hey, we want to make it as, as vile and traumatic as possible. I, I, I still can't get over that, that the Republicans do. That's how much they hate women. They don't, they like a woman just like they like their people of different pigment, darker pigments. They like you to be just not, not an autonomous, self-actualized being. You must be as, uh, as obsequious and subservient to the patriarchal power structure, the white male patriarchal power structure. That's it. Then you are welcome. 
But if you're a woman and you're you want to have autonomy over your your I mean, but here, 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 here's the thing. If a Republican woman was in a, a situation that where they needed to terminate a pregnancy, don't worry about it. They will do it. They will find the means. They will have the means. See, it's different. No matter what, it's always, you know, the, so the people like Meghan McCain will always get what they want, what they need. Yeah, you know, the hypocrisy. But isn't that, while she's lecturing us about the cardinal sins, what about uh, compassion? Hmm? That's what uh, the Republican Party is anathema to. They will never put themselves in somebody else's shoes. That's the difference between someone who says they're a Catholic, they practice their Catholic faith. I mean, you got to be a real, um, you got to be really committed to the fraud as uh, if Biden is not really a Catholic because he's the first president in forever to go to church every week. And he has been forever and ever. So maybe he understands that regardless of uh, the teachings of this 2,000-year-old patriarchal institution that excludes women, I, I mean, they have a goddamn... They're, they have a con they're a goddamn country that is populated by all men. It's sick. And the only and the reason actually there's so much uh, well here the reason why they they don't have um, they're not able to marry that priests aren't able to marry. It's not from for some higher calling. It's because the church wanted all the money. I mean, this is all in the historical record. The church wanted to, because the because for many years in the early history of the church, of the Catholic church, priests could marry. They could marry. But the church, the, the, this, the leadership of the church, <clears throat> excuse me, put an end to that because they wanted, they didn't want priests to have heirs to be able to pass on their property to. That's where it comes from. It's not about, oh, you need to be um, thinking about God all the time. It, 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 the whole thing is greed. Uh, how a church that was, uh, I mean, we can go into the whole um, Constantine and the, the conversion to Christianity, and I mean, it's it's an interesting history, but it's it has nothing to do with um, the gr the great sky spook. It has to do with money and power, and how we can also talk about how that church, that Catholic church, for millennia, kept the common man and woman in subjugation in concert with the intergenerational aristocracy and monarchies of Western civilization. It, but not, it, it was the pillars of the church. The church and the aristocracy 
keeping the people down, telling them that their rewards will come in heaven and that rebelling is a sin against God. You're not just sinning, uh, you're not committing a, a, a sin against your natural sovereign lords. You're committing a sin against God himself. And he is a him, of course. Because only in a patriarchal power structure would you have the great creator be a, a, a male. When it's women who are the ones who give birth, you know what I mean? It's a little... <sighs> All right, but let's go back to um, uh, Sunday school with Megan. Catholic, as President Biden claims to be, abortion is a cardinal... Sorry, claims to be. Fuck you. Excuse me. I, 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 it was, it was a, like a sneeze. It just came out. I couldn't help it. That pisses me off. He claims to be. He's got to be real good at that claim to spend the last, how old is he? Almost friggin' 80 years old to spend his entire life in politics going to church every goddamn Sunday. What a ruse he's got put on, uh, pulling over our eyes. Unlike Trump, who gets to stand in front of a church holding a Bible upside down, and he's the second coming. That's what Stormy said, but she was just being generous sin that can do deep spiritual harm to you. And President Biden had been um, supportive oh of the God. Hyde Amendment up until 2019 when he decided to run for president. And the Hyde Amendment means that the government would provide federal funding for abortion uh, or wouldn't. And now he is for it. And he has shown in this upcoming. What? Does she know what she's talking about? No. The Hyde Amendment says the government will provide funding for abortion. No, the Hyde Amendment says the government will pro not provide that's it. The Hyde Amendment is law. Uh, budget that he is for it. And I think that sort of has been the threshold. I remember when it happened, um, having a conversation with a, a friend of mine who was close to him saying, for me, this is a deep paradigm shift for, for how I view President Biden. Because if he's for the federal funding of abortion, and I know the women on this show disagree with me, but as far as I'm concerned, abortion is murder, and that means the government funding of killing of the unborn. And oh we my have God. to, as uh, pro-lifers, fight. What about the born, bitch? What about the born? The born are on their own, right? If they didn't have a daddy who was a senator funded by a mommy who's filthy rich, then they're on their own, right? The, what about the born? What about kids who are sick and hit their lifetime caps? Remember before Obamacare, that kids with, with uh, catastrophic illnesses would hit their lifetime caps before they hit puberty. What about that? What about all of the the born, the born people who par whose parents have died f because of a, si a sickness? A tr uh, one of maybe one of those 35,000 Americans who needlessly die every year without health care. What about that? All the grief that these republicans spread through this country with their greedy policies. They're all worried about the unborn. But the born are all all on their own, right? The born. 
or SOL. And I'm tired of the Republicans going on about pro-life. I wish one of these these so-called Democrats on this panel, or whatever they are, would stop them in their tracks. Just say enough with this pro-life BS, because if you you were pro-life, you'd vote Democratic, because the abortion rate goes down under Democratic policies. You want to talk about deep spiritual harm? What does greed do? What does selfishness? How about the proliferation of guns? She's all about that. How about the born who go to school and have to endure, let's say they don't even endure a, uh, a, a massacre in their school, but they have to go through the, post, the, the, the stress of live shooter drills. That's what we do to our kids in this country, live shooter drills, only in America, because of the likes of her. And I really, I'm tired of Democrats, just like Whoopi going, coming back from the break saying, I, I, I just want to say I'm sorry. I, I apologize. What the F are you apologizing for? You never apologize for putting, a, just, I mean, for putting some, some little fascist in her place just say uh, when when she's going on about being pro-life what do you mean pro-life you're not pro-life you're pro-birth you're not pro-life you love guns you love death you love selfishness and greed you want to talk about the seven deadly sin you want to talk about a cardinal sin greed is your only touchstone so don't give me this shit about uh, this deep spiritual harm. Because all it is is shit. And nobody challenges her. That's what bothers me the most. It would be a different story if one of the Democrats or one of the normal people on the panel stood up and said, enough with this pro-life BS. Because if you were really, not, if you were really against abortion, you would not vote Republican. Because your Republican policies make so many abortions. And you want to talk about pro-life. What, what kind of a life are you creating in this country? For the, for the people who are born. The former fetuses. That are actually living and walking around. Oh, uh, sucks to be them. Your health, your problem. I remember that. I'll remember that to the day I die. These Republicans, your health, your problem. That's what they would say. Your health, your problem. Oh, that really sounds like I'll pledge my life, fortune, and sacred honor to each other. That sounds like e pluribus unum, right? These people are not, they're not patriots. They are um, selfish, And that's just anathema to patriotism. You just can't be a patriot and not give a shit about your fellow Americans. And if you got to give a shit about the ones who were born, the ones who were former fetuses, because we count too. (sighs) Abortion is a cardinal sin. No, it's not. 
You know what's a cardinal sin? Greed. Number one, right there on the list, number top of the list. But you see how they fix the facts around the policy yet again. That's what it is. That's what being a Republican is. They're really good at fixing the facts around the policy. The rights of the unborn. And that is a doctrine that's as old as the Catholic Church itself. No, it's not, you dumb bitch. Everything out of her mouth is, is just dumb. It's not. It is not. Oh, my God. I'm going to start crying. I, I, I'm so sick of this. That's why, guys, you have to support the liberal media. You get it. You, you guys get it. Everything out of her mouth is bullshit. I mean, it's as old as the Catholic. No, it's not. It's not a cardinal sin. It was never mentioned for two effing thousand years from the inception of of the Catholic Church, which is a political organization. My God. You don't even have to be a scholar to know that. Just watch the goddamn Borges. Right? There's a very good, actually, there's a very good CBC... Uh, Canadian Broadcasting um, show. I think it's called The Borges. CBC Borges. Hmm. Yes, it's a... Not the Showtime series, which was more... I mean, I was all right, but The Borges on... um, Let's see. Who who did it? Who did that show? Created by Tom Fontana. This was from 2011. The Borg, It was called Borgia. Just B-O-R-G-I-A. Borgia. The BBC 2 television series, Bor- The Borgias. A historical fiction drama television series created by Neil Jordan. It was debuted in 2011. It's really good. And it's pretty historically accurate, and they, and it's um, it's it's a few seasons long, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, three seasons. It's really, really um, makes me want to watch it again. Actually, I watched it. I saw it years ago, but I'm uh, I like I like this kind of stuff. I like historical dramas, especially if they're um, they try to stick to the to the facts because the facts are often more um, interesting than fiction where is it it's not the one with what's his name Ray Fine no was it Ray Fine whatever you know what I'm saying oh Jeremy Irons not Ray Fine it's not that one even though that was all right but not as historically accurate anyway whatever Oh, watch the Borges. Then that's all you need to know about the Catholic Church. <laughs> Come on. Please. All right, let's continue. 
been the threshold. I remember when it happened, um, having a conversation with a, a friend of mine who was close to him saying, for me, this is a deep paradigm shift for, for how I view President Biden, because if he's for the federal funding of abortion, and I know the women on this show disagree with me, but as far as I'm concerned, abortion is murder, and that means the government funding of killing of the unborn, and we have to, as uh, pro-lifers, fight for the of rights the of the unborn. unborn. And that is a doctrine that's as old as the Catholic Church no, itself. So he has to choose, uh, you know, if he, his, his official stance, by the way, is he's politically opposed or personally opposed to abortion, but doesn't feel that he had the right to impose this view on go. the rest of the country. And Jeez. it just forced someone who claims... Imagine that. Keep your filthy Megan McCain not knowing a goddamn thing knows out of other people's private business. Oh, you don't want your tax dollars going to... I don't like my tax dollars going to your red state welfare. Okay, I don't like you, my tax dollars going to all the red states so they can cry about uh, how free they are and uh, rail against socialism while my red, my blue state dollars prop them up. You know what I mean? Because every dollar I put into the into the government, um, what what do we get here in New York? We get less than what we put out, and then. And uh, and the red states, they get more. They get some states actually get double. They for every dollar they put into taxes, they get two dollars back, or a dollar back. So whatever. I don't like a lot of. I don't like war. I don't like my my uh, my tax dollars going to all kinds of things. But you know that's what being living in a country is we all we take the good the bad you don't like it i don't know run, go, run for office i suppose to be pro-life i never understand this argument it's like saying i'm personally opposed to murder but if you want to murder a little bit it's fine because it's not my problem it doesn't it's register not murder, me. i bitch. don't get it so it's ultimately up to the church but he's it's not i mean i'm sort of like um I don't like arming nut jobs who get to go and shoot up schools while nothing happens. No policy changes there. Murder. It's not murder, bitch. <sighs> A very fine line here, and ultimately, all of these issues are, are literally life and death for Catholics, for devout Christians. And he's going to have to ultimately talk to his creator How dare when you? the time comes, Aren't as we all you? do, and, and reconcile his politics with his, with his personal faith. And, and I, I believe that he's doing grave spiritual harm to himself Holy and harm shit. to this country. Okay. Oh, oh, wow. But what? Uh, being a greedy grifter a greedy trust fund brat a pro-gun greedy anti-universal health care anti-universal education living wages anti-taxing the rich trust fund brat that doesn't do great spiritual harm i would argue it does even more harm than any abortion what the hell do you know Jesus Christ, it's murder. It's not murder. Okay, we'll have a, d a difference of opinion. You know what is murder? Murder. 
you know, like Sandy Hook. That was a murder, a bunch of murder, the killing toddlers. You're doing great spiritual harm. Not only spiritual harm, you're doing physical harm, mental harm, emotional harm to this country when we can't go to uh, this, we can't go to school, we can't go to the movies, we can't go to a concert or the grocery store without being maybe possibly running into some armed gun nut who wants to murder actual murder murder living people, people who've been born. Former fetuses, former clumps of cells who are born, and she's so full of shit, and no one challenges her. Nobody says, no, Megan, the Catholic Church doesn't, hasn't um, held this view on abortion for what she, what did she say, uh, thousands of years? No, not at all. I mean, you're off by about um, a millennia. Two millennia. You're almost off. You're off by two millennia there. Okay? But nobody says that. That's what drives me insane. No one. Because you know why? Because probably they don't know. And the Republicans have been so good at spreading their bullshit and everybody uh, walking on eggshells around them. So whenever... They get corrected, and then there's a little fight. Like, well, I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. Well, you, you're like that. I'm like that. You're like that. You, Mom, rubber, you're glue. And nobody, we all have to apologize. I'm sorry. Let's apologize to, to Megan now for her being a, uh, a bloviator, an interrupting bloviator who is tragically and pathologically misinformed no megan no no some uh, see if i was on that panel would say excuse me the catholic church said boo nothing boo hoo nothing zero about abortion for about two thousand years so what do you but they did say a lot about greed all right they said a lot about sloth Envy and uh, lust. What else? How many deadly sins did Trump personify? Sloth, greed, of course, envy, <laughs> lust, right? Uh, what's the other one? And um, seven deadly sins. Seven deadly. How come I can't remember the seven deadly sins? Pride. <laughs> what about pride? Oh my God. How about gluttony? How, how much, how, uh, all of, you talk about the Republican Party. This is how, how abhorrent it is. That greed, you know, what they've done to this country, making greed the only value. And every, they personify every single Every single cardinal sin, except they turned this uh, faux religiosity, just like they, they co-opt this faux patriotism. But So they, they turn patriotism into not giving a shit about anybody but yourself, which is not patriotism, it's the op- opposite of patriotism. And then they turn into this religiosity or this spirituality. They're not spiritual. 
and they turn it into being what? Uh, being anti-gay and pro-birth. That's it. That's the only that. Oh my god, I almost fell. <laughs> I almost fell on my own show while I was standing on my own two feet. <sighs> Wouldn't that be funny? Bump on a, hold on a second. I can't believe how fast the time goes. Oh my god, my shirt looks very not good. Holy shit. It's a great spiritual harm to this country? Oh my god. You know who does great spiritual harm to this country? The entire fascist republican traitor wing of the of the country. Great spiritual harm. Filthy liars, filthy fascists, filthy greedy bastards, selfish. You know, it's like all this posturing about religion. You're not spiritual in any sense. If you were, you would not... I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now if they were as religious, as spiritual as they proclaim to be. And I, I say all the time, I wish, I really wish they were into Jesus as much as they profess. First of all, we know Jesus never said boo about abortion. Um, he did say a lot about greed, though, and the rich. So, you know, selfishness. He said a lot about that. But that's all they have. That's all the Republicans have is this fake um, this fake uh, love of, of fetuses and, because they don't really love fetuses. I mean, putting aside, I, we, I know that certain people, that pe individuals are motivated by, um, you know, issues such as abortion. They think that Oh, the Republicans are outwardly against abortion. This is why, for all, uh, for that reason, why it's more important, why it's so important for the normal people who are in the know, who aren't ignorant like Meghan McCain, to not let that just lie in the floor like, uh, like a rotten egg stinking up the room. And as it spreads out, everybody just seems like, oh, okay, I guess that's the truth. It's not the truth. That's why it has to be challenged. If you don't like abortion, this is what they should have said, what I would have said if I was on that panel. Say, no, Megan, the Catholic Church said nothing about abortion for 2,000 years. So I know you like to rewrite history because you're a Republican, but that's what they do. And the other f fact is, if you don't like abortion, then guess what? Vote Democratic, because the abortion rates go down under um, Democratic policies. And that's the truth. Here, here is actually a, a, uh, a letter to the Des Moines Register. Danielle Burmeister. She writes, I voted for people who would outlaw abortion. Then I saw how investing in people reduces, reduces abortion. Uh, excuse me, why can't I talk? <clears throat> then I saw how investing in people reduces abor abortion much more. I'm sorry, I can't, for some reason, I'm having trouble getting that word out of my mouth. 
So she writes to the Des Moines Register, NBC News recently reported that 30% of Republicans vote on a single issue, abortion. They may disagree with their party on health care, education, tax policy, and the social safety net, as many do, but they will hold their nose and cast a vote for Trump on November 3rd, and this was written a few years ago, because they believe he will get us closer to eradicating abortion in America. For them, it's a moral vote. I can empathize. I used to be one of those single-issue voters, and for a long time it felt like the only moral choice. But I have learned over time that focusing on the moral victory, making abortion illegal, does nothing to impact the frequency of abortions. If my true goal is a practical victory, making abortion unnecessary, I need to look at the policies and programs that result in an actual decrease in the numbers of abortion. Okay? The data on this is pretty clear. The abortion rate in America decreases under Democratic presidents and policies, while the rate remains virtually stagnant under Republican administrations. In the first year of George W. Bush's presidency, for example, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported that 853,485 abortions among women 15 to 44. In 2008, the final year of the Bush administration, that number was 825,564, a mere 3% decrease in eight years. Contrast that with the Obama administration. The abortion rate dropped, wait for it, 24% between 2008 and 2016, resulting in 200,000 fewer abortions every year. The data clearly shows that when you invest in programs that address the lack of education, limited access to health care, and economic uncertainty that contribute to increased rates of unplanned and unwanted pregnancy, you are much more likely to decrease the numbers of abortions. The difference between a victory in principle and a victory in fact. Investments in health care, paid family leave, and child care equip pregnant women with the support they need to carry out to carry and raise a child. Renewed focus on equal pay, comprehension, uh, comprehensive fertility and sex education for our younger people, and publicly funded access to family planning services all lead to fewer abortions. That combined with, a renew with renewed efforts to combat domestic violence go much farther towards eradicating abortion in this country than merely appointing pro-life judges. If your true goal is a practical victory, then your choice in this election is clear. Joe Biden is the only candidate whose policies have any hope of sunsetting abortion in America by virtue of rendering it unnecessary. Hello. Hello, somebody. As Nina Turner says, that's it. Right there. That's why it drives me, it drives me absolutely insane. Why the Democrats, any Democrat on any panel, lets it lay out there without ch being challenged. You don't like abortion. Who does? We're for privacy, get in your filthy 
con nose out of somebody else's uh, medical decisions and life decisions. But if you don't like abortions, just like if you like life, if you're all about life, then you will create the circumstances of life that make make carrying or, or or having an unwanted pregnancy or an unexpected pregnancy um not a such a burden to the point where you you choose not to bring a pregnancy to term what do would they expect they cut you off at the knees at all every turn even now look what's going on now in this country with uh, I'm so tired of Republicans and conservatives in general from both parties vilifying working people, for example, saying right now, oh, they're having a hard time finding people who want to work in certain industries or go back to work because we're getting it too good. You see, we're having it too good. An extra $300 a week. Woo-hoo! I mean, they... How much have they taught? They really have taught the the working class of this country to hate ourselves and to abuse the working class of this country as if we're just a bunch of lazy hanging out in the lazy social safety net hammock. And $300 extra a week is somehow, uh, if that's more money than you're making, it's such a windfall then we really have to get our priorities straight. We have billionaires going to freaking Mars or going into space now. Now Jeff Bezos wants to go to Mars and all that. We have the rich getting richer, health insurance, racketeers getting richer in the middle of a pandemic. All of the robber barons in this new Gilded Age are, are doing buku they're making buku bucks. They're sitting high on the hog while the American people are being vilified for what? For, for taking the, uh, the economic assistance we needed to get us through this pandemic. And then we're all being, uh, vilified for it. And they and the Republicans, the message is you're, you have it too good. That's the point of republicanism, to kick down on the working class. If you haven't realized that yet, just look at what's going on in all these red states where they're cutting off the, um, the enhanced unemployment benefits as if the American people don't need it, still don't need it. Please, this country is, uh, really has backwards-ass priorities and then we're going to be lectured by the likes of Miss Nepotism, Megan McCain, uh, uh, lectured um, with fallacies and fiction. And that's what the Republicans do, talking about pro-life and spiritual damage. Are you kidding me? The same people who um, have, have, have uh, in- inundated this country with assault weapons the same people who don't give a shit that millions of Americans have absolutely no health care, that the same people who don't care that the American people, one-third can't retire and 80% live check to check. Um, I'm tired 
of these right wingers um, sitting on like on net. What is it? What's the word? Um, they pretend to be our spiritual weather vane. Are you kidding me? When they're nothing, they're ba- no wonder this country is swirling the drain. We got the likes of the Republicans substituting actual spiritual unity and progress and spirituality in general with these this faux uh, concern for fetuses when they don't give give me a really uh, I wouldn't be railing against this as as I am right now I mean of course I would I nobody likes abortion whatever. You just don't, just keep your filthy nose out of people's business, whatever, okay? The other thing, but it wouldn't be um, this divisive if they were truly the um, the spiritual giants they claim to be. Go be the spiritual giant. I wish, I really wish that these Republicans were, um, were such big Jesus lovers, as they proclaim to be, because then we wouldn't be we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd have universal health care. There wouldn't be live shooter drills in our schools. We wouldn't have to fight over the scraps. We wouldn't have to be uh, vilifying. I mean, the worst that the worst thing that really hurts me when I see other working people vilify other working people saying, oh, they're getting too much, getting too much money on unemployment. It was the, first of all, it was the right wingers, uh, the, the broken ass government that sent people to the unemployment line. Okay. And now we, the, the conversation is completely backwards. We're living in a country that went from the most to the least upwardly mobile. We have a problem with income disparity and upward immobility that was in place long before the goddamn pandemic. Oh, my God. All right. I'll just say, oh, my God. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you, JD, for your super chat. Thank you, M. David Sorabi, for your super chat. And thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Richard writes, Yo, Tara, another great show. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Hold on. I want to play one other thing. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Not just, it's not Megan McCain, but it is Morning Joe that was on this morning and it really pissed me off. And that's why I titled the show, tonight's show, Dear Liberals remain unapologetic or stay unapologetically woke uh because you see what's going on right now in this country in general this uh, this it's a backlash we're in the middle of a backlash it always happens whenever there's progress we get a backlash we have to be incredibly careful that the backlash doesn't main doesn't become the reality that we um that we continue to progress we're in a just like the during uh, or after the civil war then we had reconstruction 
then there was the backlash against Reconstruction. And here we are, 150 years later, still dealing it with that, with that reality. What a different world it would be if we actually f- di- finished Reconstruction instead of conceding to the South. So now we're in a backlash against, well, it's, it looks, it takes different forms. It's, but the most annoying and one of the most annoying, it's all annoying is this. I can't stand it. If I hear another corporate media millionaire mouthpiece talk about wokeness, this wokeness, anti-wokeness or woke uh the this woke tyranny i i swear to god i don't know i i will uh, i guess maybe i might vomit who knows and the backlash against critical race theory which is it's a it's a law school class there are there are no elementary school children in this country learning critical race theory but you see how the republicans they've they've bastardized another another thing that we actually need to progress all it is critical race theory all it is is just it's looking at the laws of this country through a lens of um being aware of racism of the racist policy or oh, and how that affects law and you can't tell me or anybody who's not a moron that that's not true that the laws of this country have been affected by race by well which is a construct but by the um by the um you know the desire of the white power structure to keep communities certain communities down that's it that's why we live in a country without health care, universal health care. It's part of our racist-ass history. That's why we live in a country with good schools and bad schools. That always drives me nuts. And another reason why I do the show, hopefully, that we spread these, spread the, uh, the truth, spread the... When, so when somebody like, like, for example, Meghan McCain goes on about her bullshit about abortion, then we can unapologetically jump in and say, well, boom, boom, boom. You don't like abortion, then vote Democratic. Same thing here. It's, you know, just spreading the, the, the facts about our, our history, the reality, and, uh, for example, why we have good schools and bad schools. That's all because of race, racism in the country. Wanting, that's a deliberate policies put in place so certain communities, people of darker pigment communities, would remain, um, remain in their place, and that is below, lower on the totem pole. That's it. That's... That's part of understanding and moving forward and ha- to having a more perfect union. We have to understand that. We have to recognize how policies were systemic. That's systemic racism. That's it. 
doesn't mean anything um uh, that that uh this is what's driving me insane they're saying that now um white people are being taught to hate themselves uh, really if if that's what you what you gather from having a conversation about the truth then um i think you got deeper issues you might want to see a shrink about anyway so this morning on morning joe which whatever i don't know why i do this to myself <sighs> probably because you know what it is it's sort of like monitoring the bullshit talk about state tv but here's the they went on because bill maher did a show and he went on about uh, and this really irritated me too because he went on about progressive it was an, it's just an update it's the up, it's the 2021 version of hippie punching now we're being told that progressives we're, we're just too woke and we're not um we're not being nice enough i don't even know what we're not taking the victories supposedly and we're not uh we're excluding people all right let, let's just play it and then we can discuss mission accomplished here's a portion of what bill maher had to say progressive phobia that's the phrase coined by Steven Pinker to describe a brain disorder that strikes liberals and makes them incapable of recognizing progress. Even something like bullying, it still happens. But being outwardly cruel to people who are different is no longer acceptable. That's progress. And acknowledging progress isn't saying we're done or we don't need more. And being gloomier doesn't make you a better person. In 1958, only 4% of Americans approved of interracial marriage. Now, Gallup doesn't even bother asking. The last time they did in 2013, 87% approved. An overwhelming majority of Americans now say they want to live in a multiracial neighborhood. That is a sea change from when I was a kid. This is one of the big problems with wokeness, that what you say doesn't have to make sense or jibe with the facts or ever be challenged lest the challenge itself be conflated with racism. But saying white power and privilege is at an all-time high is just ridiculous. Higher than a century ago, the year of the Tulsa race massacre? Higher than the years when the KKK rode unchecked and Jim Crow went unchallenged? Higher than the 1960s when the Supremes and Willie Mays still couldn't stay in the same hotel as the white people they were working with? There are a hell of a lot of Americans trying really hard these days to embrace a new spirit of inclusion and self-reflection. And this progressive allergy to acknowledging societal advances is self-defeating. That's, I, all right, I have to stop for a second. He's going on about all of the progress we've made. But why? Why have we made that progress? Because of progressives who refused to, to not be woke, who refused to, to not challenge the power structure, in re regardless of the consequences. So everything he's going on about is as if it came 
of about by osmosis. It only came about because progressives refused to back down, just like the country itself. Founded by hypocrites, yes, but also students of the Enlightenment who probably were too damn blind living, you know, like a fish doesn't know it's living, it's swimming in water. But they, they probably they didn't see. Well, I don't know. What do I know? I'm sure they knew that slavery was wrong. But when they wrote all men are created equal, they meant all men, all white men, period. Not women, not anybody with darker pigment. So, but still, they were progressives and they created this progressive experiment and self-governance. And that's what this is. This is a progressive, the United States is a progressive experiment. And he's going on about um, not being able to acknowledge progress could because some one guy, Kevin Hart, another comedian, said something. He said that uh, white supremacy is rampant or something. Oh, what did he say? Saying that, wait, he's, that's what he said, that white power and privilege are at an all-time high. So one guy, he said, yes, there is a recurrent, oh wait, yes, uh, you're witnessing white power and white privilege at an all-time high. That's a something a comedian said. One guy says this, and it's an opportunity to kick down on on everybody, so... Another opportunity to go on about wokeness, anti-wokeness. Now, they, they, did, they did an assessment at Fox News, of Fox News, I should say, and the incidences of them talking about f- critical race theory, they, it went up, they, they, they mentioned critical race theory like 1,500 times in the last month. So what's this, what, what would be the assessment for the word woke, I wonder, on MSNBC or CNN. That's a, that's a backlash in itself. So we're all, what they're telling us is, you know, shut up. Shut the F up. Don't push. Don't challenge. You've done enough. We've come far enough. Th- this is the backlash, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed, that's what we're supposed This is 2021's version of hippie punching. That's it. It always happens. Every time we make a step, two steps forward, here comes the one step backwards. And the message is, shut the F up. That's what it is. Don't challenge. We're no, nobody, even regardless, whatever, putting aside Kevin Hart so he, some guy said something. Incidences of white para- power and privilege are on it at an all-time high. I would say maybe not, but incidents of white power and privilege being challenged. Um, maybe, maybe. Let's uh, let's not put that on the shelf because Kevin Hart says. One thing, maybe he means that uh, power incidences of white power and privilege are uh, on a resurgence. 
perhaps that's a more artful way to say it. I don't know. I never thought, I mean, in my lifetime, I've seen a lot of effed up things. I've seen um, white people screaming at, uh, at immigrants, at people of color, uh, people with dar- of darker pigment, I should say. Jews will not replace us! Jews will not replace us! Jews will not replace us! Who, who thought they Mission accomplished. Who thought they would have seen that? Yeah, it's at an all-time high in this country. Not Maybe not in, the, the, in regard to the entire history of this country, but maybe he should have said incidences of white power and privilege are uh, at an all-time high in the past recent years, thanks to Tr- Twitler. Because that's it. He let the bats out of the belfry. But that's what Bill Maher is railing against. One guy said something, and now let's go on a tirade against woke, being woke, which is also a a racist backlash because the word and the terminology of woke um, originated in the communities of darker pigment. We have wow, um, Bill Maher. Uh, Reverend... Yeah, we have Reverend Al. Uh, so here come uh, the uh, wait, wait, hold on. This really uh, got on my nerves because then all the Morning Joe millionaires who are, I mean, I don't know what Mika is. She's supposed to be a Democrat. They're all, they're not, uh, they're not real Democrats. I mean, they're not FDR Democrats. That's for sure. And then they get Donnie Deutsch in here. Here we go. Reverend Al uh, uh, in studio, who'll be with us in one in one minute. But Donnie, uh, you know, this is I, I know this is what I mean, people don't want to hear this, but this is what I, what I hear a lot of Democrats being very concerned about. I, I, I hear I, I a hear, lot of Democrats um, like James Carville, a lot right? of a lot of commentators quietly being concerned quietly uh, about what what Reverend Al calls the latte liberals taking over the party. What is a latte liberal? This is another thing that drives me insane besides everything else. Latte liberals. I'm so sick of this. What's a latte liberal? I don't understand what a, what a latte liberal. You're not supposed to drink. I like coffee. I like lattes. What the F is a latte liberal? See, here we go. It's hippie punching, latte liberal punching. Same thing. You see that today's hippies, I mean, yesterday's hippies are today's latte liberals. And what, whatever that means, you're not supposed to drink a latte? It's a latte liberal. Oh, it's people who are drinking lattes and talking about the ills of society. Oh, so much better to not talk about the ills of society, to remain um, detached and just get back to work, sucker. Shut up, work, die, and don't complain. Drink your latte and shut your shut your mouth. Uh, it's it's uh, you know we're not supposed to be denigrating any 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 segment of society, but I guess except for latte liberals. And apparently they're saying Al, um, what's his name, Reverend Al. 
Okay, coined this latte liberal phrase. I doubt it. I've heard latte liberals for a long time. But what does that mean? Does anybody know? I'm asking even. Uh, on, uh, I even tweeted Reverend Al and I asked, what are you talking about? What is a latte liberal? Please explain it. Because in one breath, they're going on about how we don't like excluding anyone. That's, that's the thing. Being too woke, th this is the overarching theme here, that where if you're too woke, see, the, the people who are woke, we're, now we're too woke. And we're, doing, we're being so woke that we're excluding people. And we're making white people feel bad. That's what they're trying to say. Being too woke. Now we're excluding some of the people. And um, that's not right. Because they were trying to exclude. And now we're excluding. Uh, except for latte liberals who should be excluded. Right? Am I following? I don't know. But let's ha let uh, the Morning Joe millionaire mouthpieces explain. If we've seen anything, if we saw anything in 2020, um, Twitter didn't even reflect Democratic primary Whoopi voters. Uh, Joe Biden and Megan uh, won overwhelmingly what? because he won in South Carolina. Okay. Uh, and then he, he, he won in other states where oh, black... Oh, uh, I see. Because Twitter, because people on Twitter liked Bernie, and now here, here comes the, the corporate Democratic revisionist history again, where the Southern South Carolina um, Democrats rose up against Bernie and made Joe Biden their, uh, their man. Uh, but it wasn't like uh, that on Twitter, because Twitter is not, it's the Twitter mob. A lot of woke people on Twitter, they're too woke, they're, they're, they're drinking lattes. They should, they just, they should just shut up. We don't want anybody to be excluded, but the woke latte drinkers in the Hamptons, that's what Reverend Al says. It, it doesn't make any sense. Here, let's keep going. Democrats, uh, like Reverend Al, were skeptical of what Reverend Al called, quote, latte liberals and, and this general Which growing is wokeness trend. This wokeness trend an and latte liberals. Can anybody? It's a, okay, guys, guys. Oh, my God. That's why I'm insane. Uh, you know, it's all relative, but it drives me insane. Will somebody explain what the hell a latte liberal is and what the hell uh, too woke is? What is too woke? And it's this is what corporate media does. They don't explain anything. They don't do their job. You know, they're, they're good for saying, Mr. Putin, are you a killer? Which brings nothing to the table. And then they'll say, you're, you were mean. He was too mean. My, Joe Biden was too mean. Oh, my God. You know what? Go away. Go away and do your job. Go do some Woodward and Bernstein reporting. Get out of here. Anyway, whatever. But so what was I saying? <laughs> oh, my God. Latte liberals are. Wait, let, let me explain. I mean, let him explain. Sorry, guys. 
this in the, in the previous segment. It's the only thing I think that can hurt Democrats at this point. If people have not oh, seen that. it can hurt Democrats be, being too woke. You don't want to be too woke. You don't want to drink lattes. And But we should be happy about all the progress we've made. You see? But we wouldn't have made that progress without the woke liberals, right? If we had, if it, if these millionaire mouthpieces had their way, we'd all be unwoke. We wouldn't be challenging. There would be no fifteen dollar minimum wage. All of the things that, or push for universal health care. But because, trust me, ladies and gentlemen, we will. We will get universal health care. It's coming. It is coming. I could say that definitively. The, the zeitgeist has turned. The paradigm has shifted. Not because of the likes of Donnie Deutsch or any of the millionaire mouthpieces. They have worked overtime to stop that. So, what are they, they talking about? It's, we've gone too far now. In what way? How? Because we push too much. Now it's a backlash. And don't say critical race theory. Don't, but they won't say that on, on Morning Joe, of course, because they're pretending to be um, normal people. And, but they will say, don't be woke. And here comes Reverend Al to, to talk about latte liberals. Whatever that is. And that's what drives me insane about the corporate media. They don't do their job. Explain it. What do you mean? What is so hard about saying, defining, like, what they're talking about? It's the same thing they do when they say, oh, the American people don't like socialism. They say, they asked 10 people, do you like socialism? And eight of them said, hell no, even though they're on Socialist Security, Socialist Medicare, they drive the socialist roads, they drink the socialist water, they drink, they eat the socialist food, they, you know, on and on. They use the socialist court system, they rely on the socialist police department, they rely on the socialist fire department, they expect a certain level of socialist community, socialist road, I mean, sidewalks, so everything's, you know, we live in communities. That's socialism. We pay our taxes, that's socialism. And things we expect, certain levels of services, socialism. Oh, yeah, right? Uh, unemployment insurance, socialism. So they don't explain what a fucking latte liberal is. What's a latte liberal? Just what, what's so hard about defining this term you coined? Is it just this overarching umbrella term that's supposed to give you a visceral reaction, like critical race theory? Everything is critical race theory. Don't talk about race because that's critical race theory. Even though we have, in order to talk about, oh, how about we talk about giving a, um, making Juneteenth a holiday, shh, shh, but don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Uh, it it's, it's crazy making. No wonder. We're nuts in this country. Because we got this. We got the corporate media. The millionaire mouthpiece are going to tell us what the, uh, that they don't like latte liberals? How about they look in the mirror? What, are they, what is a latte liberal? 
they're sitting on a on a set pontificating spreading bullshit i can't even tell you how many times every day during the primaries when they 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 turned the morning joe set into the uh, anti bernie sanders campaign bashing universal health care that's all they did constantly talking about how everybody hates um medicare for all because they love their private health insurance so much I, i've never met anybody who loves private health insurance but the the millionaires on corporate media are telling us they do sitting there with friggin starbucks cups in front of them drinking lattes telling us about latte liberal what what they're not the latte liberals who's a what is a latte liberal what does that mean? We're all supposed to fill it. It's like a Rorschach test. Oh, latte liberal, latte liberal. And they don't explain it. What is it? Explain it. If you're so against it, you might have m- maybe an example. That's what drives me insane, besides everything else. They never give examples. I want people to say on these corporate media networks, say, okay, give me an example. You don't like latte liberals? Example. You got an example? Okay, we got Kevin Hart. One guy said something, perhaps inartfully, but maybe he could have said, instead of saying you're witnessing white power and white privilege at an all-time high, maybe he could have said, uh, I mean, I'm going out on a limb. I'm not. I'm tr- not trying to put words in his mouth. But you're witnessing the emboldening of white power and privilege at an all-time high. That's what we're witnessing. And maybe, th- and to me, that's probably what he meant. Not that we haven't made progress. So what is that good enough? So let's stop. And that's what they're telling us. Forget it. Oh, you got your $300, some of you, a week for the next two months. What are you complaining about? Get back to work, you lazy pawns, you lazy serfs. You don't like living check to check? Uh, maybe pull yourself up by your bootstraps and inherit your daddy's advertising agency like Donnie Deutsch did. Right? Or Megan McCain inherit your 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 mommy's fortune. Um you don't like it? It's just too much. You're too woke. See, look at all the progress we made. The Tulsa race massacre was a hundred years ago. Well, we're people are still getting killed in the streets. indiscriminately well with discrimination I should say we still live in a country that is has has a lot of work to do in regard to making a more perfect union so but what they're trying to say I mean look at uh, the rich getting richer it's not like it's not equitable 
There's, we don't live in an egalitarian liberal democracy. We live in, a, in an aspirational democracy slash oligarchy where money and politics has corrupted the entire system. And now six transnational corporations own all of the, own the media from sea to shining sea. And they're telling us, don't be woke. You're a latte liberal. You're supposed to be embarrassed for yourself. Don't push. Don't challenge. You've done enough. Haven't you done enough harm, latte liberals? Look at all you've done. You got your, uh, I don't know, what are they trying to say? Uh, you, you have the American people not caring about people of different pigments marrying. Congratulations. How, how did that happen? Did it, ha- did it happen because uh, the likes of Donny Deutsch told us to shut the F up? No, it happened because it's, and it's, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's perfect. People are perfect. It happened because people said enough and we kept pushing and pushing and we will keep on pushing. God damn it. Because we can do better. We're not done. And so what if somebody said something inartfully that doesn't negate the work we have to do. And, but, but this is what we're witnessing. You don't be, um, don't, you know, don't make any mistakes or whatever the saying is that make, no, yeah, that's it. Make no mistake. This is a backlash. We're in the middle of it. And there, and we better watch it. If we, are shamed into silence, which I will never be, of course, but that's what they're trying to do. That's what these millionaires are trying to do. They're trying to say to us, oh, shut up. We've done enough. Haven't you done enough? We've come far enough. Right? Um, Look, you got your Juneteenth holiday. Shut the F up. No, we're not stopping. You got your $15 minimum wage somewhere in certain places. Shut up. Don't, I don't want to be uh, pestered with millionaire taxes or wealth taxes or re-regulation or, or any kind of conversation that we actually need about our racist history it doesn't make it does if if that makes you feel triggered and and want to melt like a snowflake that's on you honey that more reason we have to expand universal health care we have to make universal health care because you need help you need a mental check all right here, let's listen to, let's continue. About an eight and a half minute uh, monologue that actually three separate people sent to me. Three progressive people sent to mm. me. Oh, mm, you hear Mika? Mm, three people sent it to me. To you? Shut up. They sent it to you because you're a little kicked down hippie puncher. That's right, right. And it, you know, it, what's going on interestingly in the, it, to just to mirror 
Bill Maher's point about I, in the mid '90s, I did a commercial showing two uh, men, two gay men, shopping for furniture for IKEA, and the gay people were just not in the media, and it was pulled off local stations. It was the hate mail I got, and today it's just obviously seeing gay people. Oh, look at you! You're such an innovator. I mean, it's, it's a non-event. It just, it just doesn't. It's a non-event. Well, the Supreme Court just ruled that um, Catholic, whatever, Catholic charities can discriminate against a, ma- a married couple who have the same peepees adopting a child. But eh, we've uh, that's enough because being in uh, faux religious in the right wing so-called religious realm means two things: you're all about a you're all about um, birth and um not not much about life and um gay bashing is a is a sacrament it's the only holy obligation but anyway let's keep going donnie deutsch is uh humble bragging how how woke he was back in the day he was so woke back then but now he's like enough enough of this woke doesn't matter. It is this super wokeness and what's going super on wokeness. in New York City private schools. There's a lot of uh, oh, yes. there's a story that's starting to get national attention that the curriculum has changed so dramatically, shaming white people. Uh, just that there, there's there, there, this. So- what curriculum? Let's see it. That's shaming white people. It's going on in New York City private schools. Oh, well, that's an exclusive club. Pri- Let me see. Private schools. New York City's private schools shaming white people. <clears throat> is it really? Well, this is from 2015. I'm sure a, there are a lot of people of darker pigment in those New York City private schools. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. Let's see. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see this. I don't see any uh, any emergencies or New York City pride. But we have to just take their word for it. This is why I always say, well, bring the receipts. You know what I mean? I don't just say shit on this show. We have example. We have the actual proof. We don't just say, yeah, uh, too woke, too woke. We're like, boom, this is here, 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 here. Here's an example. Here's another. Here's another. Here's another. They can't even get, they just th- throw up all this, these uh, overall over, overarching catchphrases where we're all supposed to fill in the blanks. In New York City, private schools are out of control. Where? Where they're shaming white people? I doubt it. If you're feeling ashamed, then that's on you. But what what are they doing? Shaming? How about they may, might be shaming people because maybe there's absolutely no children of darker pigment in any of the school? Who knows? I don't know. He couldn't bring anything to the table. There's no examples. There's just... All this, it's a bunch of millionaires sitting around whining that we're going too much, too far, too much, too, 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 relax, hippie punch, hippie punch. Much to be done, 
But there has been a lot of progress made. And the, that yeah, is, this is the so. one Achilles heel of the Democrats, of just this overreaction and not recognizing. What's an overreaction? Give me an example. Anybody? Anybody? Like the other day, they. this is another thing that drives me insane. They talk about on morning joe some uh, i saw another uh, somebody pushed back on it thankfully but they were going on about defunding the police oh you see because crime is up in new york city crime is up all over the country by the way not just in new york city but oh you see they were going on about this is what you get with all that talk about defunding the police well guess what ladies and gentlemen the police have not been defunded. So they're blaming um, stuff that's happening on a slogan that isn't even implemented. Get back to me when you implement it. Defunding the police. In fact, the police have more funding. So if crime is up, it's up in the system we currently have, the system of... uh, of militarized police. So that's clearly not working. But instead of pointing that out, they just point to a slogan, defund the police. Oh, it must be because of this slogan. (coughs) Excuse me. And they don't, you know, they have no facts. Defund the police. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. So now let's go on a crime spree. Nobody, there's not a defunded police force. New York is not a, uh, hasn't been defunded. The police of New York have not been defunded. Yes, Richard W. says, crime is up because capitalism sucks. Exactly. And they turned the, I mean, oh God, I'll have to do more research on this, but there was a, in 1968, the government did a study on, um, on because there was a lot of uh race racial unrest in the country at <laughs> back then like now in a way but and um the government did a study and they got to, they got all the all a bunch of academics and scholars together to to make a list of recommendations on what to how to address America's um, problems and the the policies that they that they put forth were of course were not implemented the only and in fact quite the opposite that's the beginning it, it, it is actually the beginning what happened was they the politicians funded the police state that we live in the um, the prison, the fact that the United States incarcerates more human beings than any other country um, that began (laughs) back in 1968 when the government took these recommendations and basically wiped its proverbial ass with it. And what a different world. I have to do more research on this. And we'll talk about it. I, I'm trying to remember the exact name of the commission, but 
what a different world we'd be living in. The commission Amer- uh, apparently uh, they recommended addressing the economic disparities that caused the 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 racial discord that was going on. Instead, it was so much more easy because of the likes of a Donnie Deutsch, so to speak, whining and lying and railing um, disingenuously. It was easier politically to fund um, a militarized police force. And here we are. Rather than have uh, an egalitarian functioning democracy, a multiracial, egalitarian democracy that actually works. That was the choice. So here we are. We have a long way to go, but we have come a long way, baby. We have. That's actually the way Mar ended that what monologue by point? saying we've come a long way, baby. And this super wokeness super and is, woke. going, is the only it's worse and, than and that woke. starts it's to attach woke. to the defund the police thing. But that extreme Shut your filthy lie hole. The defund the po- it's the super we've come a long way, but this now it's super woke. We only we came a long way because of woke, but now we're super woke, and it's uh, like defund the police, and that's just we've gone nuts, crossing the line with a slogan that does nothing, it hasn't it turned into policy, nothing has changed. Same old militarized police force is out there. While this crime is on the rise, but let's blame the slogan. Of the of these, as as Reverend says, latte liberals Shut is just up. even with borderline moderate progressives like myself, it's the wrong key. It really, really You're not does. a progressive. Let's bring right now the host of MSNBC's Politics Nation and president of the National Action Network, Reverend Al Sharpton. Ralph, you you actually you've been on the cutting edge over the past three or four years where you've been talking about latte liberals and talking about whatever that uh, is, talking about uh, some people being uh, far too extreme. Uh, We we saw what what happened in South Carolina, Joe Biden. Too much, too extreme. Winning in South Carolina, winning across the deep south, just like you said he was going to, in large part because uh, black voters uh, came oh, out and voted I for see. him. Um, I, it I, was the backlash against uh, the latte liberals. I see. That's this is this this is the story, and they're sticking to it. I guess the question is, it's the balance, and as we always say here, two things can be true at the same time. Uh, as you've said. We as a nation, we've made great progress over the past 50 years. At the same time, uh, this is no time for us to sit back and congratulate ourselves because there's 50 more years of challenges ahead of us. And we. So, isn't that what we're saying? I mean, you see how nonsensical this whole segment is. So we made a lot of progress, latte liberals, woke, now we're super woke. We made progress, we got a lot of progress to make, but backlash to the woke, that's our Achilles heel, the being too, being super woke. But we made progress, and what the f- 
whatever a latte liberal is. I'm so tired of it. It feels abusive to me. Latte liberal? It doesn't make any sense. To keep moving forward. Certainly we shouldn't sit back and congratulate ourselves, but we should not condemn ourselves nope. for the, the steps and the progress that has been made. And I think that one of the problems that we have, which is why I call them latte liberals, oh. is we're having people assess what has happened that they were not the ones that it was happening to. Oh, okay. So would you rather people be detached and not care? Is that it? So latte liberal is somebody who cares about other people being oppressed and wants to do something about it. And that's uh, that's not good. Don't do any. Don't. Uh, isn't that part of m making a more perfect union? When everybody when somebody is oppressed, everybody is oppressed. Well, that's what we understand. Well, I understand that drink. I'm not drinking lattes. I'm drinking a coffee. But. I don't know. It's not hap. See, you see how freaking nonsensical this whole thing is. It's nothing but a backlash in search of a of a justification. All they're doing is saying, "Stop! Shut up! Be quiet! Don't push! Shut your your mouth!" Latte liberals? Is that all the people in the Black Lives Matter? So you're saying that people of who don't have darker pigments shouldn't be involved in Black Lives Matter? Is that it? Oh, oh, you are, because we're too woke, and woke is being we're being exclusion exclusionary. But let's exclude latte liberals who haven't who aren't the ones being oppressed. Wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to follow. Well, if you're sitting around sipping lattes in the Hamptons, talking about what's going on in Harlem, you may not know the progress that we have made in terms... So? You may not know the progress we have made? So we should not talk about it then. We should not give a shit then. Is that what you're saying, Rev? If you're sitting in the Hamptons, drinking a latte, talking about what's going on in Harlem, you may not know the progress that's been made. Oh, okay, so we're done. Right? So no, no, uh, no unity then. You, you're, you got it, right? You'll take it from here? Is that it? We're done? We did our job and, or you should, or should we not care? Is that it? That's the message. If somebody's being oppressed in Harlem, we shouldn't care about it. Is that what you're saying? That's what it sounds like to me, unless I'm misconstruing it. It's, it makes absolutely no sense. But that's, this is what they're saying. This is the backlash to all the work we've done. We did the work, not them. Because they sat there on their Morning Joe millionaire mouthpieces decrying everything as impossible, as pie in the sky. Right? Everything. $15 minimum wage. Pie in the sky.
Medicare for all is pie in the sky, but it soon won't be. Trust me, it's coming. They know it. We have, they've already passed public option. They're just trying as much as they can to ensure that we have um, a public option. But the, um, but the for-profit insurance racketeers remain in place. They're trying to have it both ways, as they always do. That's what kills the American people. I mean, you know, they don't care who dies. As long as they get theirs, as long as they get their pockets lined... You know, because they're so pro-life and all. Pro, pro. They're all about spirituality and life. But anyway, um, let's keep going. They they went on about this whole latte liberal thing for, for like 10 minutes. And it makes absolutely no sense. Because it's sort of like when we were... Excuse me. When we were dissecting what Caitlyn Jenner said, and she was making no sense. I mean, they, just a lot of words coming out of her mouth. She was saying, I was involved with the gay community. I used to go back, whatever that means. And everybody goes, like, oh, yeah, she was involved with the gay community. She used to go back. Go back where? What are you talking about? But this is the same thing here. They're, they're, what are they saying? I'm trying to figure it out. It's like if you're in college and you got to follow the professor, you're like, okay, um, you're taking notes. So latte liberals are people who drink liberals in the Hamptons talking about what's going on in Harlem, but they don't really know all the progress that was made in Harlem. So we should shut up? and not care about it. Otherwise, it's too woke. It's super woke, and super woke might exclude somebody, except you want to exclude the, the latte liberals who don't recognize the progress. So even though the progress was made because of the super woke, who wouldn't shut up in spite of the likes of corporate media millionaire mouthpieces telling them that they were super woke. Did I follow this? Of going from not being able to vote in my mother and father's generation okay. to electing a black president in my generation so we're done. We're because done, you were right? never discriminated against. And I think that a What? So we're done. Is that what you're saying? So we went, he sounds like a Republican right here. Because whenever the Republicans talk about this country, like Uncle Tim says, uh, Uncle Tim Scott says, let me be clear, America's not a racist nation. Then they point to Barack Obama, even though they attacked uh, Obama for years, calling him everything but a mother's son. All, uh, I mean, for the entire presidency, we've all had to endure, and the way that they treated him was so disrespectful, it was offensive. But, okay, we're done. So that's what he's saying. Uh, we went from not being able to vote to elected a black president. So we're done. No more. I, I could drink my lattes in the Hamptons, even though I don't. I would. I who the hell know? I'm not. I never went to the Hamptons, but I could do that now without worrying 
what's going on and anywhere um, where anybody's oppressed. I shouldn't care then. You're giving me permission not to care. Is that it? I mean, that's what it sounds like. That has been made. Uh And I think that one of the problems that we have, which is why I call them latte liberals, is we're having people assess what has happened that they were not the ones that it was happening to. So So if you're sitting around sipping lattes in the ham. How dare you? You see how annoying this is? They're not the ones it's happening to. So we should just say, fuck it. Fuck e pluribus unum. I'm sorry, it's after 11, so all bets are off with the language. Forget about e pluribus unum. Forget about pledging your lives, your lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. Forget that. If it's not happening to you, we don't care. That's That's the Republican way. If somebody can't get health care, they got to, oh, well, go go on GoFundMe. You got GoFundMe, bitch. Whatever. It's not the one happening to you. So we shouldn't care when, uh, when what's his face, Derek Chauvin put a knee on somebody's neck. Well, George Floyd, not just somebody, and killed him. We shouldn't care. It's not happening to me. Didn't happen to me. Didn't happen to anybody in the chat room. So we shouldn't care. Is that it? Because that's, you know, if you care, that's woke. You're too woke. This is an embarrassment uh, to humanity. Can you really? This whole segment here on Morning Joe, it's an embarrassment to the human species. Because what they're saying is basically nonsensical, as always. But what is it saying? Nobody should care if it didn't happen to you. Like, so somebody sitting in the Hamptons drinking a latte, reading about the injustices of being uh, perpetrated on other Americans, they shouldn't, you're saying they shouldn't care because it's not happening to them. When I say everybody should care, that's part of how we d- we made all the progress we've made. As far as we still have to go, that's how we made progress in general. People g- g- who read things, they got a clue, and they they wouldn't stand for it. The outrage. They say that um, the the book Uncle Tom's Cabin was responsible for the Civil War because people read that book and they were outraged, even though it wasn't happening to them. So I think it's our patriotic duty to give a shit about things that aren't happening to us. Not only that, it's a it's a human duty but of course the millionaire mouthpieces why why would they want that that zeitgeist out there why you know because they're sitting in the in the nice cushy studio pulling in millions of bucks to tell other 
Americans that I got mine. Oh, well, sucks to be you. Look at me. I'm sitting in a millionaire mouthpiece studio and I'm raking in all this money while you're living check to check. Not that people, you know, can't make a decent salary, but hey, when 80% of the American people are living check to check and can't save 400 freaking dollars, that's a problem. Far too extreme. All right. Uh, we we extreme. saw what happened in South Carolina. Joe Biden winning in South Carolina, winning across the deep south, just like you said he was going just to, like in large part because uh, black voters uh, came out and voted okay. for him. Um, so I guess the question is, it's they the balance. Woke? And as we always say here, two things can be true at the same time. Uh, as you've said, we as a nation, we've made great progress over the past 50 years at the same time. Uh, there, this is no time for us to sit back and congratulate ourselves because okay, there's 50 more years saying. of challenges ahead yes. of us and we have to keep moving forward. You Certainly we should sit back and congratulate ourselves, but we should not condemn ourselves <laughs> for the steps and the progress that has been made. Nobody condemns ourselves the for that progress. That have, which is why I call them latte liberals, is we're having people assess what has happened that they were not the ones that it was happening to. So okay. if you're sitting around sipping lattes in the Hamptons talking about what's going on in Harlem, you may not know the progress that we have made in terms of going from not being able to vote in my mother and father's generation to electing a black president in my generation so, because okay. you were never okay, discriminated done, against. Then. And I think that a lot of people uh, have taken advantage of our pain rather than trying to ease our pain, whether it comes to race, whether it comes to gender, uh, whether it comes to uh, those in the LGBTQ Q community. Oh, wait, wait, and wait. Really, okay, okay, uh, I, I can... Me, 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 pick me. I'm, I'm a LGBTQ. <laughs> oh, I could talk about it then, right? I, cause it, it, can't, it happens to me. Uh, see, now I can say, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't talk about that. Cause what do you know? The progress we've made. What do you know? I mean, it's so ridiculous. They're not saying anything except they're saying, shut up. Whatever you do is wrong. You can't be, you can't be detached. You can't be uh, attached. You can't be woke. You can't be super woke. But you made progress. But you're, that was because of being woke, wasn't it? And not shutting up. And everybody being involved. Everybody caring. You know, it wasn't when George Floyd was being murdered, people didn't just walk by and say, oh, well, that's not me. That's not happening to me, so I don't really uh, have the right to get involved or say anything. <sighs> Sickening. It is also antithetical to keeping movements going to act like we're not making progress. Shut people the need fuck up, really. No, who the fuck? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm really cursing up a storm now. I have to stop. YouTube doesn't like it. They give you little dings now. <sighs> Relax. I'm just breathing in.
breathing in love and peace, breathing out super wokeness. <laughs> no, breathe in. Breathe in, super woke. Breathe out. Stupidity. Breathe in the woke. Breathe out the joke. Oh my God. Who, who the F is saying we haven't made progress? This is what they're saying. They're putting other, this is all part of their scam, putting words in our mouth. Nobody is saying we haven't done anything or we haven't made progress. Nobody has said that. But you can't say we haven't made progress. No, who the fuck said, oh, excuse me, sorry, YouTube. Nobody said that. Nobody. Nobody woke, unwoke. Nobody. But that's what, see, the unwoke want us to say that that's good enough. That's far enough. Shut up. It's too slow. I mean, too fast. Take it slow. You've done too much. Look at all the progress you've made. Shut up. But, I mean, this whole argument here is ridiculous. So we shouldn't care. I, I mean, really, give me 10 minutes on this set with these people. Could you imagine? I couldn't handle it. I would be, first of all, I have anger issues. I'd have to, I'd have, to have my shrink on speed dial. But it's, it's bullshit. I would just say, all I would say to them, really, is give me an example. What are you talking about? So, okay, Bill Maher, he did a monologue about um, something Kevin Hart said. One guy says something, inartfully, perhaps, perhaps he should have qualified it or clarified it. Maybe he didn't mean that it's at an all-time high. Maybe he meant that the, um, you know, the emboldening of white supremacists is at an all-time high. That makes more sense to me, really. But And then we get into this whole diatribe about anti-woke and woke and woke and super woke. Too woke. Don't get woke. Woke, woke, woke. And um, humble bragging. I did a commercial about gays 20 years ago. Oh, well, I am gay. Oh, boy. But... You shouldn't care about something that doesn't happen to you if you're drinking lattes in the Hamptons? What are you... I mean, what is that? What kind of shit is that? It's ridiculous. And then we're saying, oh, that we're excluding. See, super woke, we will... We, met, we run the danger of excluding people. Who the hell is excluding the more the merrier, I say, in the in normal world, where we we're in this together. That's all we're saying. We recognize it. That's what's what's so heartening and what is so terrifying to the the capitalists, the right wingers, the fascists, and the moderates is uh, when they saw the Black Lives Matter movement, it wasn't just all people with darker pigment. It was everybody. 
That gives me hope. But I guess Reverend Al is saying we shouldn't. We shouldn't be involved because it doesn't affect us. See, I don't, when a cop pulls me over, I don't fear for my life. That's my white privilege. I recognize that. I guess I should not give it. I just shouldn't care about anybody else who has that feeling when the lights go on in the rearview mirror. I guess I shouldn't care. I should just not care about it. That's would that be acceptable? Yeah, it is. That's the what they're saying. Shut up. Stay in your lane. Meaning what? Enough. No pushing. Don't don't change. Don't don't demand change. Don't demand a more perfect union. It, it it's baffling to keep fighting. People need to know that they are not having an endless a battle that will ultimately lead to defeat. What empowers people is to oh know God. that they're not fighting for nothing and that they are, are achieving things so they keep going. And I think that there are those that are oh in the business God. of pessimism Who? and that dampens Who? forward progress. And Who? 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 Who is saying this? You are. They're putting words in everybody's mouth. Who the hell are they talking about? In the business, oh, we're not, we're, we're not woke enough. Who the fuck are you, what are you talking about? Champions movements, it doesn't advance them. Oh, my God. That is such a great point. Uh, Bill Maher talked about the gloominess. Uh, Who is gloomy? Shut up. About the pessimism, uh, look what at the achievements pessimism? that are made. Celebra- you can't be a pessimist if you're out there all the time advocating for the working class, for the, the for climate change, for universal health care. Oh, is that pessimism? For democracy. Jesus. Oh, the pessimist. They're just so pessimist, whatever, pessimistic, these latte liberals. Those achievements and use those... What achieve? Oh, my God. You see this shit? It's so, it's so nonsensical. We've had progress, but you're so pessimistic. Look, we had a black president. Guys, shut up. We made progress, but we still got a way to go. Okay. So where's that middle ground? Um, we have to find that, that moderate lane, right? That's what they're saying. Be moderate. You know, health care for some. Living wages for some. Democracy. Voting for some. You're getting too woke thinking that we can have a country of, by, and for all the people. <laughs> What are you talking about? That's get out of here. Go, go drink your latte. Oops, I hit the wrong button. The society saying you, you can't even talk about this because you're the wrong color. Uh, because nobody's you're- saying that. Wrong gender. Except you hear this, guys, 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 guys. What did they just say? What did he just say? Supposedly, 
Al Sharpton um, is the one who coined latte liberal, whatever, whatever that means. I'm still trying to find out. But what did he said that, oh, you're the one drinking lattes in the Hamptons and you don't even know what's going on in Harlem. Okay. So then. Listen, Rev, uh, how 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 do you champion uh the things that that you champion that progressives want to champion without excluding a large segment of of the the society saying you you can't even talk about this because you're the wrong color uh, because you're the wrong gender isn't that what he just said isn't that what al sharpton just said that you're drinking lattes in the Hamptons. You don't know what's going on in Harlem. You don't, That's why you shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Am I wrong? That's exactly what he said. And then he's like, you, you uh, talking about it and you're the wrong color. What do we do about that? Who's saying there's nobody is saying that nobody is saying that you shouldn't talk about it except them. They're the ones. I think that if you're going to fight to be included, we're fighting for inclusion. Okay. You can't fight for inclusion and practice exclusion. Uh, in except like myself. Oh, oh, my God. That, I'm sorry. I think that if you're going to fight to be included, we're fighting for inclusion. You can't fight for inclusion and practice exclusion. Uh, in Except many ways, if you're excluding latte liberals. Right? Except you're, you, he just said that. He just said. You're, you should talk about it. You're sitting in the Hamptons drinking lattes. And you don't know what's going on in Harlem, so you shouldn't talk about it. And what what is the image? He's saying, if you're the wrong color, you shouldn't talk about it, or that's so bad to say that. That's what he said. That's exactly what he just said a minute earlier. Do you see? Uh, this is what passes as um, commentary. On, on corporate media. You are contradicting your own message. You're trying to... Re you are! ...place those that have discriminated or cut you out rather than be the alternative by... Who is doing that? He's See, they're just feeding into the, the whole fever dreams of the fascists who think that uh-oh, we're going to be replaced like, uh, you know, these guys. Jews will not replace us! Jews will not replace us! Jews will not! Mission nobody, nobody Without is saying we're, we're like Black Lives Matter or woke or whatever means we're going to replace people. That's not, it's fucking, un ooh, sorry. Unreal. Just be uh, moderate. Rather than be the alternative by expanding it for everyone. That's what we're trying to do. You know, even 
we want to get to the point where even the latte liberals are outraged at injustice. Even the latte liberals are sitting in the Hamptons drinking their lattes saying, if anybody is oppressed, everybody is oppressed. If anybody is without health care, we're all without health care. If anybody's without living wages, the entire society is in danger. If anybody is hungry, we are all hungry. Right? Isn't that what we're what we're doing? Isn't that what it means? to pledge your life, fortune, and sacred honor to each other? Isn't that what e pluribus unum means? These people make absolutely no sense. That's why I say all the time, we will win. Because they are... They're ridiculous. They, they, it's a fallacy. They, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth and their ass at the same time. I didn't do it. I mean, I watched this live, go out live. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I was just wiping the sleep from my eyes, ready to scream. Because it's absolute bullshit. Absolute cognitive dissonance making absolutely no sense. Wanting it all ways, every which way but loose, and all to the point of making people, just shutting people up. Shut up. Shut up. Be a moderate. That, I mean, he, he brings that up all the time, uh, how South Carolina voted for um, Biden, and that was the end, and because everybody was too woke. That's it. You know, you're too woke. But meanwhile, you want to see who's woke here? Meanwhile, for example, where is it? Right here, Common Dreams. Well, here's woke. Schumer backs Sanders' proposal to include dental, hearing, and vision care in Medicaid. In Medicare, excuse me. See that? Oh, that was just so high in the sky. No, you're just too woke. That's just, I mean, of course. It's a, that's a big deal because, you know, he's the majority leader. Definitely not a progressive. They call him the senator from Wall Street. Now, look at him. That's what I'm saying. We will win. We will have universal health care eventually. It will happen. And, and, and I always say, I hope it happens in my lifetime. Um, it will happen in my lifetime. It, it will be unacceptable. It is now, if you're not for universal health care, you're, you're not a Democrat. I mean, that's, that is one of the, one of the litmus tests. All Democrats, even the corporate-owned lick spittles, say, um, 
we all believe in healthcare as a right, but we all have, you know, we have different ways of getting there. By different ways, the corporate lickspittles are all for the rapacious, disgusting, for-profit health insurance racket that has absolutely no business anywhere near anybody's health. That's ki- This is the thing, another thing I want to do on this show, besides give liberals and normal people the ammunition needed to counteract the right-wing lies like um, I'm pro-life, you know, I'm pro-life when they're not. They're pro-birth and they, they, hate, they love abortion because their policies make so many of them. But I, that's one of the things I want to do is to make it so universal. For example, universal health care, you know, we change the, uh, the, the conversation by saying if you're not for universal health care, you're, you're, you're not a patriot. It's leaving nobody behind. It is patriotic. And it's also how we push these Democrats, these corporate Dems, is by reminding them with un, without apology that we don't have universal health care because of racism. So holding on to the old ways is, uh, is basically holding on to racism. But also these for-profit health insurance rackets have killed 35,000 Americans yearly, bankrupted millions, leave millions out, and and consistently rank dead last in all positive measures. Dead last or next to dead last. So, you know, any other, what, what other industry would be allowed to operate under those conditions? Killing, needlessly killing Americans yearly, okay? Oh, God. Thank you, uh, Traverse J, for your super chat. And tra- and Traverse J writes, you are awesome. Thank you. You are awesome. You. You are awesome. One last thing before we go. I, I realize it's uh, running late. I'm running late. I, I said to myself, I'm only going to do a two-hour show. But... You see how it happens. Thank you, Tony, for becoming a patron. It's Tony's show. He, he's the sponsor of tonight's show. Tony Scuderi, 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 Scuderi. Good, uh, good Italian name. So thank you, Tony, for taking that leap and becoming a patron at Patreon.com/slash Tara Devlin. Keep it up, people. Become a patron. Tell your friends. Give the show a good review. But I wanted to remind everyone um, of Martin Luther King's letter from a Birmingham jail where he wrote, he writes about the moderate, the white moderate in 1963. First, and he writes, Martin Luther King Jr. writes, first, I must confess that over the last few years, I've been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I've almost reached the regrettable conclusion, and he's using the language of the time, that the Negro's great stumbling block in the stride towards freedom is not the white citizen council or councilor 
or the Ku Klux Klanner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who consistently says, or constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I can't agree with your methods of direct action who paternalistically feels that he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by the myth of time and who, and who constantly advises the Negro to wait until a more convenient season. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will lukewarm acceptance is much more bewilder bewildering than outright rejection mm, yeah well there you go there you go and that's what we're up against and uh i have more to say but it's just getting late i was gonna go into joe mansion we'll do that another day there'll be more to talk about Become a patron at patreon.com slash taradevlin if you want to have another show <laughs> during the week. Become a That's all I can say. That's all I can say. And remember what I told you about the mugs. If you want a mug, you got to send me an email at tarabustamedia at gmail.com. Send me an email with your name and address. My friends, my friends, my friends. Guys, guys, guys. Where are the cats, by the way? Where the hell have they been? Where are my cats? I walked into the kitchen earlier, and they were all laying on the table together. I was like, what the fuck is going on over here? All my... I feel like a... I feel like a fourth wheel. My own home. being excluded from my own family. I wanted to make room on the table for myself, but it was too, then the table collapsed. It was, a, it was a scene. I'm only kidding. All right, guys, guys, guys. We will win. They know it. That's why they got to do those stupid <laughs> anti-woke diatribes that make absolutely no sense because we make sense don't we don't we make sense this makes sense we will win because we're on the right side of history we're on the right side of decency dignity and democracy i want to thank you all for your super chats i want to thank you for your love and support and your amazing conversation in the chat room and i want to thank tony especially for tonight's show and remember we stick together we win my name is tara devlin and i'll see you all very soon